Welcome to the Next Level Soul podcast, where we ask the big questions about life. Why are we here? Is this all there is? What is my soul's mission? We attempt to answer those questions and more by bringing you raw and inspiring conversations with some of the most fascinating and thought-provoking guests on the planet today. I am your host, Alex Ferrari. I've always wanted to help the audience take their soul to the next level, so I've partnered with Mind Valley and other amazing free courses on spirituality, mind, body, soul, longevity, wealth, and so much more. All you need to do is go to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the show, its host, or any of the companies they represent. Now, today on the show, we have Christian Thadgard. And Christian and I have a really riveting conversation about quantum physics, simulation theory, spirituality, and why we are all here in this game reality that we are playing. Why are we the players? Who is playing the players? Oversouls and much more. Let's dive in. I'd like to welcome to the show, Christian Thadgard. How are you doing, Christian? Great, Alex. Great to be on your show. Thank you so much for coming on the show, my friend. I, I really appreciate you uh, reaching out because I wanted to talk to you about your new book, Earth Game, The Evolution of Consciousness, and basically talking about simulation theory, the nature of reality, why are we here? You know, just simple questions that have easy answers, uh, essentially. <laughs> but uh, everybody who knows who watches the show knows that I love this these deep conversations, and these are definitely rabbit holes that I'm preparing to go down. Are you, sir? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, I've been going down these rabbit holes for 36 years now. Wow. Before it was in vogue. Before it was in vogue. Oh, it, it, it was strange uh, having my, um, my red pill moment back in, in 1986. Uh, there weren't a lot of people you were going to talk to about it. Oh, God, can you imagine? I can't even imagine in 86 talking about this kind of stuff. Well, I have to ask you before we even get started, what happened in 1999 when you walked into a movie theater and saw The Matrix? I I wasn't quite in that space at the time, but I got to tell you, that's my favorite movie of all time. Right. Even though the reality of The Matrix we're in is kind of the opposite. I mean, right. the movie, The Matrix, it was great. It was it was uh, AI machines enslaved humans through it. Here, sure. totally a- different story, which we, we can talk about. Uh, right. This is it, this is a, a way better game. Oh, this is a much better game. But the concept of the simulation was thrown into the zeitgeist by that movie in a huge way that these conversations, people can kind of grasp and wrap their heads around it because you're like, it's The Matrix, but it's different. So I always I love using the matrix as a as an example and is one of my top, probably top two, that and Shawshank. Uh, okay. I do love I do love Shawshank. Uh, so my first question is: What evidence or arguments suggest that our reality could even possibly be a simulation? Well, there's something, and and again, this is my my thirty five year or thirty six year trip down the rabbit hole is. You start out with, what is this? Well, I, I after my sort of wake-up call, I had to find out what was that. And so I did a deep dive into everything under the sun. And I didn't arrive at simulation theory until about, about 10 years ago. But it's interesting, when you do the dive and you start pulling in everything from every direction and you start to see how, oh my goodness, it's all one mountain being described from a bunch of different perspectives. And you start to see the common themes, you know, like the, the perennial philosophy, oh, the oneness. And, and you see the Maya, the illusion. Whoa, this isn't quite what it seems. And then I read about 20 books on quantum physics. And, and it's sort of like, well, this certainly isn't what it seems. And then you dig back on that. And, and you go all the way back to the, to the founders of, of quantum physics, like Max Planck. There's no matter as such, or I regard matter as derivative from consciousness. What? This thing isn't even, is, isn't even real. So as it starts to come together, 
it's all right, what is it? And one of the key questions that I find you got to ask is, okay, is this random or is it designed? And plainly it's designed. I don't even have to go through those arguments, just everything from the precision of the big bang to the precision of everything on earth, cosmological constants is, is this was designed impeccably so to what end and by whom? So probably only about a dozen years ago or 10 years ago, I, I read Tom Campbell, who's been on your wonderful show. Mm -hmm. I read his, his trilogy, uh, My Big Toe, where he really dived into it. And I'm not the scientist that, that, that Tom Campbell is, but I thought, well, that's it. This was created as a place to play. And, and we're the creators and we're playing in our own creation. And, and everything starts to fit together along that, that, that path. It's really interesting though, because I mean, I was using the concept of a video game. I use that analogy constantly to what we do here as avatars, as players, as yeah. the soul, as the player itself. And, you know, you go down a hall and you make a left turn and a monster eats you. You have another life. You come back. You like you turn down, but now you know that that monster is around the corner. So you have to figure other ways out to beat the monster or to avoid the monster, so you can get to the, farther down the level of the game and so on and so forth. And that always made a lot of sense to me. But so this idea of a simulation, which is essentially a, a game, like your book calls it, Earth Game. Um, if this is a game, what are the rules? Well, before the rules. Um, let's talk about the purpose. Why the game? Now, I, I've heard you talk with, with some guests about, well, you know, God, and we're, I guess we'll use God because we don't have a better word. Even Source, though the universe, to, sure. We have to try to not picture an, an old guy with a beard. It's like trying to, don't picture an elephant, Alex, but, yeah. but, uh, but we'll use it just because it's, 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 it's the easiest shorthand. The notion that God was somehow, or the creator was somehow incomplete and had to fix or repair or needed some way to see itself. Well, maybe, but why not create a playground to play? It's, it's like, think of our movies where everything is a journey out. Uh, there's some conflict, there's some challenge, and then there's a journey home, the involution, the evolution. And is it like a, a, a video game? I, I just posted on my, on, on my website a, a, an article I just wrote about that. Uh, of the parallels yeah it is in the sense that if you're playing a video game there's a you outside the game who's more real than the you inside the game well there's a you outside this earth game that's more real than the you and me that are that are inside this game um we compress it down to a lower number of dimensions and we drop ourselves in and we do it with amnesia and with uh, a, an illusion of separation so that God can really have some fun with it. Um, with some challenge, we'll drop it into density, we'll let free will run a bit amok, and then we'll find our way home. You gotta leave home to have an adventure. I mean, if, if Frodo doesn't leave the Shire, no movie. Right, if Luke doesn't leave uh, Tatooine, there's, uh, there's yeah. no Star Wars, um, yeah. without question. When you were saying that, an idea popped into my head, which is really interesting because a lot of a lot of people might argue like, oh, you know, we're playing a game and why would God have to create this place to play for for souls? It doesn't make sense. But then I was like, wait a minute, as a director of a film, that's exactly what we do. As a filmmaker, you create an environment where you invite hundreds sometimes of people to play in different aspects of the creation and the play process. Actors, technicians, storytellers, producers. I mean, there's so many different players playing a make-believe game. And we're and it's literally fun for actors to play and directors to play and write. Everyone has their fun, but it is a created simulation. That's what movies are. That's what television is. It's a created simulation that people create from scratch to go and play and experience and tell stories and maybe if, if at a higher level pass along some wisdom or just purely entertain for entertainment's sake does that make sense to you yeah and, and it, 
I'm perhaps the only one I've come across. So lots of people talked about simulation theory, but the notion that this whole reality is is a game. It's play at it. This is God's play. This is this is this is this is exciting. This is an adventure. This is God's adventure. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And we don't often look at it like that. We think, oh, geez, we run around trying to fix ourselves or make up for this or worse yet, run around trying to fix other people. Well, why don't we live the adventure? Because the stuff, the growth stuff, it'll find you. It'll find you. You'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll stub your toe on that. There's no problem. So I, I encourage, think about it as theme park earth. Enjoy this thing. Dive into physicality. I mean, in so many spiritual pursuits, we got to transcend the physical. We got to get out of the physical. Well, Maybe not. Why don't we totally enjoy the physical? Now, we got to reach beyond. You got to reach up above the physical, which is where what quantum physics keep pointing. Uh, excuse me, look up. It says uh, there's something up here. But just in, 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 enjoy the ride. This is a this is a fabulous game board that, that we got here. And the 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 game, as far as the rules are concerned, you know, what are the rules of this? magical game that we're playing all, all playing rule one as we all know is is, is free will prime directive now, there's all kinds of ets and what out there but everybody's got to kind of leave us alone right now because we're at this really exciting part of our adventure you've talked about this where we're kind of making a bit of a turn shifting mm -hmm. out of a particular density some have called it fourth density or third density makes sense to me up into uh, uh, the early stages of, of fourth density and we're starting to, to, to reach beyond the physical and into a little touching into, in, into multidimensional. This is an exciting time here. So the, so the first rule is, is free will. So let me ask you this, and this is something that I hear up all the time because some people get very angry with this conversation because of, well, if it's a game, then what about all the bad things that people can do and how much all the negative, where the, where the morals behind all of this and, you know, all the negative and horrible things that happen in the world. How can this be part of a game? How would you, how would you kind of talk about well, that? Sure. That's easy enough to explain. You, you, you start with free will as, as rule one, um, the density that where, where you got to leave home. Okay. You got to leave home and you got to find your conflict that, that that's in the, you got to find your 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 challenge. Um, Stir in the illusion of separation, where we don't realize we're we're connected, that we're all of the one. Some fur's going to fly. There'll be some bad choices, and and it gets a little crazy out here. And all that's coming to the surface right now because I think some of it is letting go. But to cut to let go, it's got to come to the surface. That's that's a great explanation. And I, as you were saying, there was a movie that popped into my head, which kind of illustrates what we're talking about. Which is a it's a it's a it's a, a cartoon from Disney called Wreck It Ralph. I'm not sure if you've ever yeah, seen that. Yeah, yeah. Wreck It Ralph, which is about a video game bad guy who just wakes up in the morning and goes out and you know crushes the building, and he just does the same thing every day. But then he starts getting like, oh, this is like I don't want to be the bad guy. And then, and then he has to leave and there's like a support group with all the other bad guys from other video games. And he actually escapes the video game and, and goes out. Is that something that's kind of what's happening to us in a, in a different way? Well, back to the sort of the record thing. I, I think what happens is most people don't realize how this thing works, how this reality works. It works. Absolutely. The fundamental thing of a technology is your thoughts. Your thoughts are popping down from the quantum world or, or popping down from the quantum being stirred and mixed and basically precipitating at a at a signal or an energetic or vibrational level into creating the reality that is showing up we think it's all mechanical physical so we run around trying to move things around trying to work incredibly hard trying to bully other people into or talk them into behaving the way we think they should that technology it it doesn't really work so we're we're just figuring it out starting to figure it out and I think your life tracks up a notch or two when you focus on, I call it, called in a recent article, your quantum signal that you're sending out from moment to moment. Uh, and, 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 and everything you do is going to generate the quality of your reality. And look at most people. How often are, do people spend in a state of being triggered by this or that or the other thing or afraid or angry? Well, what are you going to generate? 
Plus, there's a couple other reasons too. Um, there's a lot of old souls, probably most of your listeners, okay? But there's also some baby souls. Well, think of the first time you ever play a really hard video game. You're going to blow yourself oh. up and get killed pretty quick, okay? Uh, <laughs> so there's some baby souls out there, and it's going to be more of a challenge. They'll, they'll get it next time or the time after. From the other side of the veil, this a lifetime is a blink. It feels to us like it's forever. But uh, there's a perspective here. With the analogy of the video game, I mean, it just continuously makes more and more. I mean, the video game itself is a it is in the analogy for life. When we created video games and simulations to go into, it's basically creating this concept that we're talking about. And like you said, it's a blink. When you play a video game, old school video games, you had two or three lives. You have three lives. And that was it. Then then eventually you got. Oh, you die, you came back, you, and you just kept going in a game like a Zelda or old school Zelda or something like that, where you would continuously go. You would say that. Well, you, you've talked about, um, you know, why would people create basically a horror story lifetime? Like, and then really, I don't make light of it. People have a really difficult time. Absolutely. But think about it. We go to horror movies. We go on roller coasters to deliberately scare the heck out of ourselves. People love horror movies. It's an extremely popular genre. Why? Because we know that the real us is out is not on the screen, but we'll walk out of that theater safe and sound. It really won't be there all that long. We'll get a bit of an adrenaline rush, and it's okay. We again roller coasters, scare the heck out of ourselves, and then we come back and, and we pay money to do it. So yeah. the the fact that people set up pretty challenging lives or make bad choices and 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 have tough lives. We can be compassionate and need to be compassionate about that. But it's not that shocking from my perspective. Yeah. And, and again, without those challenges in life, I mean, everybody, there's not one human being on the planet that doesn't go through some sort of struggle in one way, shape or form. It doesn't matter what it is, internal, external. There's always something. No one comes in, is completely just golden everything just works perfectly all the time that's a boring game well that's there are some things there are some things in 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 the that that we all go through i mean who didn't experience covid in one way or another we're all experiencing we're all witnessing this this war going on in in, in the world sure. and yet we experience things differently and i think what you can where you where this technology or this approach comes really comes in effective is you start getting better luck now does traffic part for me to always get the weather i want no of course not and that's despite meditating every day for 30 some years but you know what you get better luck and and when the bumps come along you can go oh plot twist uh and you realize okay universe got to teach me something i guess i should be in learning mode in student mode you know, and that's a really great way to look at life. And that's something I've done in my own life is when now anything negative or challenging happens, I stop for a second and don't go into victim mode. I automatically go, oh, is this happening for a reason? What am I supposed to learn out of this? And how can I overcome this quickly and and efficiently? Uh, the expression it, the expression is not original to me, but I, but, I, but I like it is. This isn't happening to me. It's happening for me. For me. Now I got to solve the mystery of, I got to go through it. And at, at the end of it, I'll understand. And I'll go, oh, that's what I need to learn. And that's part of the game, right? Well, and also, you know, if you look at this with the, this idea of the game, uh, for my generation of, of gamers, I don't game anymore. But when I was growing up, there was a game called Contra back in the 80s and 90s uh, for Nintendo, when Nintendo first came out. And there was a little very famous code that you can type in and then you would be invincible. You would have all the weapons all the time. You pretty much could not be touched. And I would go through that game and you could just slice through this, the game, just slice through it. Like nothing, every boss would just fall easily, everything. After doing that a hundred times in my day, I would literally challenge myself. I'm like, let me go back in and see if I could beat this entire game now with one man and one gun. And like, and then I would just yeah, I would go yeah, back in. would be a lousy game. If Earth game wasn't, wasn't meant to be easy, it was meant to be challenging. It was meant to yeah. be fun. It's kind of an escape room in a little bit of a sense, although we all escape life. But but you're you're escaping from the constraints. You're actually finding your way outside Plato's cave into the light. Very, very much so. Um, now, 
if this uh, if this is possible to perceive or is it possible to inter- perceive or interact with the creator or beyond the simulation in this life in other words can the game can mario talk to the player or even step out of the game for or even have glimpses of outside of the game absolutely and you can and anybody can do it and you do it every day now some people can do it through psychedelics and do ayahuasca and throw up and all that and stuff like that but you don't even need to do that meditation the whole point of meditation opens the doors and off you go you're 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 no longer trapped in the three dimensions of space and one of time and you're exploring wherever we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor And now back to the show. And 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 it, you, whatever you can do with psychedelics, you can do with just playing around with the with the pineal, which is a gateway. You can actually interact directly with, I like to think I do, the you on the other side who's playing the game. You're the avatar within the game. You're, you're, you're they drop some of themselves, but not all of themselves in, squished into a human suit to play the game here. You can talk to them and anybody else you want, because once you step outside of this area of this realm of illusion of separation, you, you when you tap into your higher self, you've got the equivalent of the internet there, where everything is connected to everything else, and a little imagination, and off you go, and it's a, it's a ride, it's a rush, and I know it's real. You know how I know it's it's real, is well, I know it's real because I know it's real. But one of the ways I know it's real in meditation, whenever it kind of takes off for me, it goes somewhere, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm on a different level. Mm-hmm. My dog, who always meditates right next to me, cuddles up next to me. She jumps up and licks my eyes because she knows there's probably it licks my face. But we should really, really learn to lick the eyes because there's probably some tears of joy coming when I'm hitting that good stuff. So she knows. Even my dog is tapped into the quantum reality. It's it's very true. I mean, there's. I mean, I got to a place now that it's happening almost every meditation where I go off and and it's just this beautiful, blissful feeling. And sometimes you connect to things and ideas will flow in, information will flow in. It's almost a controlled lucid dreaming in many ways. Because when you're dreaming, is you kind of don't control. But if you lucid dream, you have a little bit more controls. But dreaming is also another way to escape this three-dimensional place in, in a sense, right? Um, I've read about dreaming. I, I can't say I fully understand it. It's a, a lot of it is, I think, what your brain does when your consciousness checks out, which is another reason, though, with another demonstration that your consciousness and your brain aren't the same. It basically does does therapy, and and sometimes you get some interesting messages in. It's 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 a it's a I think it's a parting of the veil, just slightly in dreaming, yeah, but in yeah, meditation, yeah. but a meditation is a much deeper, and if, especially when you start going really deep. Uh, you can, you're, you're in another world. Very yeah. Cool. Often are there, this is a kind of a fun one. I don't know if you've done this one is often when I wake up, I have music playing in my head and I, okay, I got the tune and I am a big music fan. So it's sort of, okay, I got the melody. What are the words? And the words are my message for the day. And sometimes I'll take that message into the meditation and the meditation is waiting for me. I barely get counted down and boom, they're talking. You know, it's, 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 it's fun. I mean, anybody who doesn't meditate, man, do it, do it, do it. It's it's just a rush. Yeah, it's free, uh, and you can do it almost anywhere, uh, yeah. except when you except when you're driving. Um, now, with this idea of the simulation in the game, what? How can you explain the concept of time in this reality, and what is the purpose? Uh, if it is a simulation, how time works within it? The that's actually that's actually the next rabbit hole on my list to dive down because mm-hmm. time to me looks like a straight line because it looks linear and our brains are linear. And yet, when you think about it, look at that globe behind you, everything rotates. The, the, the Milky Way galaxies a spiral, our sun goes around the Milky Way, the earth goes around the sun, the earth rotates, the seasons, uh, uh, astrological cycles, everything is circles. And yet we see straight lines. Well, I'm going to see those 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 circles someday, Alex. I don't know how quick, but I got to explore that. And I think the only reason we see it as a straight line is, I think the program itself is 
is circles and spirals, okay? We go through them in a linear way because our physical brains are wired to be linear. They're wired to be fooled. They're wired to be caught up in the Maya, in the illusion, in the, in the simulation. So you gotta, you gotta access more than your physical brain to, to move beyond linear time and to have all these other adventures. And we're, we're starting to do this. That's what this next level stuff's about, right? Yeah, and there's, there's no question. We're stepping outside the box. Oh, there's no question. And as, as the numbers of my show can, show, can, can testify to, uh, people are interested. Um, there's a lot of <laughs> yeah. interested in, this, in these ideas and are looking and searching for these conversations because they are starting to go, well, wait a minute. Uh, this doesn't make sense. And then you're like, well, where can I find information? There's not a lot of it out there just yet. Um, there is, but you got to hunt for it. It's a little bit different. One thing about time that I always find interesting is time is a perception as well, because as you and I are speaking right now, you are in a different part of the world than I am. We're not next to each other. Your time is different than my time, sometimes literally in time zones. I could be talking to somebody in Australia who's 12 hours ahead of me, their time is different and their perception of reality is different. But it's all happening on this planet at the exact same moment. Now wrap your head around that. Is If when you people wrap their head around that, like, wait a minute, it's not, time is based on the perception of the perceiver, but there is billions of perceivers around the world. And that's just humans. Let's not even get into animals, plants, and other life forms that insects and other people, other things that fly around this this planet. Pretty interesting. Or that if you travel fast enough, time slows down. Right. That's a whole photons other that that uh, photons that always travel uh, at the speed of light in a vacuum uh, never experience time because they're always traveling at the speed of light. But with that said, then in quantum physics, there's this lovely little thing called quantum entanglement, which throws time and space out the window well sure because okay think, 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 think I, I wrote a, an article recently called quantum living simplified because i was trying to sum up some of this quantum stuff okay two worlds quantum world physical world okay in the physical world we got all these constraints in the quantum world there's no speed limit there's no speed limit because it's it's uh, uh well what's the actually what's the speed limit uh in in the physical world, I came across this from uh, in Anthony Peake's book, who's been on your wonderful show, mm -hmm. that uh, it's the refresh rate of the game here is the Planck time, which is the time it takes a photon to travel the Planck length. Isn't that cool? So we have a refresh rate. Bashar, who is channeled by Daryl Anko, has also been on your wonderful show, she's been here. Uh, uh, has has also talked about we got this incredibly fast refresh rate that feels true to me. By the way, all this just as an aside, all this stuff about um, you know you dive and you study and what you go by, and I know you do. You can feel the truth of something. Things just ring true, and if they really ring true, I just you just get this tingle. And things that aren't true, even if most people believe them, they just for me they they've always gone clank or eh, or no. But that one about the, the refresh rate, I thought, oh, and that explains a lot. Because who else, where else have you ever seen an explanation of why we have a speed limit in the physical world? Mm -hmm. You know, of, of the speed of light being a speed limit. Makes sense, doesn't it? See, see it all, everything starts to, to, to fit together and the implausible be, starts to become uh, like, duh. I mean, I'm at the uh, for for me personally. I'm I'm way beyond beyond the balance of probabilities. I'm beyond a reasonable doubt on. I think I know what we got here, well, and it, and it's and it's spectacular. It is no it, it, whatever this is, and that's the purpose of what I do is to answer these questions and to dive into these these mysteries that that all of us have at one point or another asked these questions. Hopefully about the nature of why we're here, what we are, what it is, how can we evolve, all these deep, deep, powerful questions. And people, I think more and more people are waking up to ask these questions. And I think that's why these conversations are so important. Can we talk about that just, just a bit? Um, sure. Yeah, I think 
it's it's different than it was 35 years ago where you're worried holy cow i'll get driven right out of the legal profession if anybody finds out i believe in this stuff mm -hmm. um so there's something happening now that 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 that's pretty exciting that there's some kind of waking up that that we're seeing and, and can i ask you an interview question um Next level soul. Where'd you get that name? Because I wrote a chapter called In Search of the Next Level. I've been thinking about this next level for a while. So I'm not suggesting you ripped it off from me or the other way around. But where'd that delightful name, Next Level Soul, which really sort of drew me in? Where did you get that from? My meditation. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Oh, okay. I, I literally was like, okay, God, if you want me to do a show, I need a name uh, that I can trademark and I can have a website with it and all this kind of stuff. And I, I just went into my meditation and just when I went deep, three little words, next level soul. And when it popped up, I'm like, oh, well, that's nice. That's And it just like, that makes sense. It's literally that magical. It was, I asked, yeah. went into a meditation, it popped in. I'm like, let me look it up. I looked it up. All the URL, the URLs open, trademarks open. I was like, great, this is the one. <laughs> See, I, I first came across a sort of similar notion, maybe seven or eight years ago. I, I saw some little exercise I was doing something I was reading. said, describe yourself in six words or less. Right away, I said, he knows there is another level. So this, this notion of the next level has been on my mind for a while now. So it, it's, it's in the zeitgeist now. But um, I wanted to ask about this, this no, this this awakening because i've been waiting a long time for people to wake up now when you first sort of take the red pill you're thinking whoa as soon as people find out about this stuff they're all gonna dive in well not quite so much i mean i've been waiting a few decades if you will maybe it might be different now even though i feel a little bit like charlie brown ready to, to kick the football um cry on channel by lee carroll who's been on your wonderful show has said there's about one half of one percent of the population that's old souls and these are we we were basically told you're going to wake up you're going to take the red pill and you're going to find whatever your lane whatever it may be you've obviously found yours alex i'm not entirely sure what mine is but um that's one half of one percent easy to do the math that's 40 million people that's a lot of viewers for your show uh but still one half of one percent Somehow I'm thinking, and, and some of your guests have hinted at this too. I think there's a, a broader awakening coming. And for oh. and this is just, I'm just shooting the breeze here, but maybe 10% of that are going to be the next who their inner Morpheus shows up and says, hey, what's going to be red pill or blue pill? Because most people haven't taken any pill. They, they've just avoided right. it. So when that happens, if that happens, I'm thinking, well, maybe that's my lane. I want to be there for them. To, to show them that, hey, this stuff makes sense. It's pretty painless. It doesn't make you crazy. It makes you, it makes you saner than you've ever been. It works in your life. Come on in, the water's fine, and I know you're going to be there for them. Well, the thing is this, that the way you're looking at it is people waking up. But you're also forgetting the new souls coming in, the new generation. They're coming in awake in many ways. My kids look at yeah. life so differently than you or I do. And, and generations behind me and you just want, they just look at what we did and just like, you guys are insane. Like it doesn't, it doesn't connect with them. So a lot of them are pre are coming in pre-wired prepared for what is coming. I think that number is going to be a lot larger. I think it's not going to be 10%. I think it's probably going to be, at least in the 30 or 40% range over time, because it can't just be 10%. There's a balance well, in the universe. Yeah, 10% is sort of that magical tipping point. At oh, that yeah. point, because those are going to be the movers and shakers. And with the, yes, yes, the soul's coming in. Uh, there, there's a lot who've been around. They're, they're not newbies at this. They're going to step right in. I, I get that. But what kind of programming do they get? Uh, they're going to need better programming than uh, here, uh, step in line or there's a judgy God who's going to send you to hell. I mean, come on. Well, well, that's true. But someone like you and I, when that programming came in, we had to fight through it. I'm assuming for you as well. I had to, I, I was programmed like that as well. And I had to kind of, that doesn't make sense to me. And it took years for me to deprogram myself of that. My kids 
when I tell them the stories of how I was raised, they just like, what? Like I told them, I explained the concept of hell to my children, like literally a week ago. Yeah. They were on the floor laughing. They could not, they were just like, that just sounds crazy. It didn't make any sense to them whatsoever. And now it's a joke in the house. They're like, ah, ha, ha, ha. like it just didn't make any sense to them. I know people listening right now are like, oh, those poor children blasphemy. Listen, it's my, it's the path that we're on. I don't believe in a, a God that, yeah. that punishes you for mistakes or for eternal hell, for God's sakes. I think I was pretty much programming resistant, you know, with all due respect to, to Bruce Lipton, who I, who I love. Uh, I, I kind of just didn't listen because I always kind of prefer sure. no, no, it doesn't ring true to me, even as a relatively small child. And no, I'm going to form my own view about that. I even did that practicing law for four decades. It's sort of, this is how you do it in the profession. I think I got a better way. I'll try it over here. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, it's, but, it's just, if you're wired that particular way to, no, I'm just going to see the world different. But you learn, you kind of have to well, tippy toe. Well, you know, it's really interesting, this, this, this frame of thought here, because, you know, right now we're talking about uh, the planet being kind of primed for this awakening and things are happening and we can see it around us. Uh, things have changed the way, you know, I know there's a lot of negative things happening in the world, but there's also a lot of positives and, you know, life is good for a lot of people in the world. Yeah. It's bad for some, uh, for a majority, a lot of people in the world as well, but compared to where we were as a species a hundred years ago, 200 years ago, 500 years ago, we are obviously moving up in many ways. But if this information was brought to 300 years ago, like I say all the time, we would have been burned at the stake. You know, they weren't prepared. They're, they just weren't prepared for it. Those souls couldn't handle this information where today people are open to these conversations. I, I think we've come further than we think. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit. We're more horrified than we've ever been. But I mean, people, people they weren't horrified. How could people not be horrified at slavery? And yet it was in every country in the world, less than what, uh, 200 years ago? Right, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and we'll, we'll look back at, in, in, in it, it's, it's exponential. In 10 or 20 years, we'll look back at some of the things today and go, whoa, for those clowns thinking. That was far oh. bad. But that's okay. You know, it's, it's not running around judging. It's not running around. It's not about running around fixing and saving. Just, just play with your own energy. Play with it and pay attention to what you want to pay attention to. Now, with this, going back to the, the concept of simulation and, and uh, the game, where do near-death experiences come into play here from your perspective? People who die, go to the other side, see what's going on on the other side, and then come back. What's your feeling on those? Well, I've, I've, I've come across many accounts, which, which all ring true to me, that there's uh, a lobby or a passageway or some sort of program that's built on your way into Earth game and on your way out. And there's a program for near-death experiences that if you're, eh, these folks need another chance, you know, uh, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, like, uh, uh, you want to go back or you want to you call it a lifetime? And, and the consistency of it, it's, it's obviously, I mean, that's, that, this, is, this is real. Now, is death exactly the same? I don't know. I've, I've, had, I've had experiences personally where I've, I've felt people passing as they passed, felt their joy. This was my father-in-law. It's one of my favorite memories. And, 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 and it was, tell him I'm okay. Tell him I should have done this a long time ago. I should, I should have crossed over. And the joy coming from him. I, I, you can probably feel it coming off me right now. So I know what, what, what this is. There's this, there's this beautiful lobby you pass through and you go back into your higher self connected to everything. And then you spin another game. And as uh, you know, the last six words that Steve Jobs said when he was passing. No. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Cool. Cool. <laughs> that's, that's his last you, six you, words he said. You, you, the, the, my last two words that I hope uh will be or nailed it <laughs> <laughs> i wish that for everybody just yeah yeah i did exactly exactly what my higher self had in mind my soul had in mind when they spun this lifetime and 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 maybe even get a few surprises along the way 
Well, let me ask you this, because this is an interesting idea. I've never actually asked this question on the show before. If this is a simulation, then how and what is channeling? Connecting to the other side, other players on the other side, uh, higher game players or masters, if we're staying with the analogy of game of game theory here. What, what, what are channels? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Well, telepathic communication, which I certainly experienced, is just you're just stepping out of the physical and you're up into the quantum and everything's connected and everybody. And one of your guests, uh, Channel Cleo, says, uh, you said you asked, can anybody channel? And, and they said, everybody does. And, and we do. So uh, channeling from um, extraterrestrials, uh, Pleiadians, uh, Syrians and, and Arcturans. Well, sure, they're all out there. Well, why not? As soon as you step outside Plato's cave, you're connected to that wonderful internet. Now, channeling, I, I recently wrote an article on that. Well, why all the ET fuss about Earth? Why aren't they all so interested here? Because it seems everybody but me is, 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 is having someone speak through them. And they all have such consistent messages. They feel so genuine. They feel so, so, so true. Sure, it all makes a ton of sense. Once you, once you get out of the, the density, we're, we can connect all over the place. And these other civilizations uh, the, 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 that are far ahead of where we are, and they want to help us because they went through worse hells than what we're going through. And they'd like it to be a little easier for us. And I think that's really cool. Now, but they're all they're all within, okay, Pleiades game, serious game, Orion game. Uh, by some accounts, and I believe this one, Mars game, long gone, but uh, when their when when their atmosphere went. Why do we, this, this notion that we're the we're the only thing, billions and billions and billions of, of stars and planets and even billions of galaxies, and we're the only action, and the rest of it was just built for no good reason? Can't fight that. I agree with you completely. And the, but there's also the <clears throat> the channels who channel ascended masters or spirit guides or connect to their higher self. That's a whole other realm, if you will. Because there are players, sure. different players. But I guess. but again, this this the, the once you step outside Plato's cave, it's all connected. And just so it doesn't so everybody, surprise me a bit. You and I both know what Plato's cave is. Can you explain Plato's cave for everybody who's never heard of that? Oh, the, I think most people actually have come across the allegory is you're looking at shadows at cave walls and trying to discern from that what, what, what reality is. But they can't, they're chained in the cave, so they can't turn around to look outside the cave and actually see what's casting the shadow. And I'd say the same thing with um, applies to the way thought works in our reality, that it, 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 it is the driving force of, of what's creating the events in our lives, even though it doesn't look like that because it's a brilliant freaking illusion and a great game. Now, I'm going to have some fun here and ask you this question. What about glitches in the matrix, glitches in mm -hmm. the programming? Is there things like paranormal events, things that people talk about all the time? Is that Are those glitches in this simulation or is it just part of the program? You're talking like the black cat in the Matrix, or yeah, yeah, peanut butter, not Jif peanut butter. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that means, I don't I, know. All I see, all I see when I walk in the woods every day is I see perfection. I see, I see brilliance. I see perfection. This is, I'm just in awe of it. Does it screw up? Sometimes I think it makes the game harder than, than they realize they're making it. <laughs> you know, right. I think it looks easier from the other side of the veil. I think we do chew, bite off more than we can chew sometimes. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then we have that Homer Simpson dull moment at, 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 in the life review. And then we go, okay, I'm gonna, okay, send me right back in there. This time I won't screw it up. Well, let me ask you this, though. With this idea of a simulation in a game, how does that mix with the idea that is becoming more and more popular in the mainstream that I've ever seen before? It's in our movies. It's in the media. This idea is a people are talking about more and more, which is the multiverse, parallel dimensions. Uh, even quantum physics is talking about parallel dimensions and potential 
the potentiality of multiverse. How does that work in with this idea? You, you didn't by chance get a chance to look at the, the article I just posted on my website on not. parallel realities. I did not. Okay, this one wrote itself in 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 one morning. I'm sort of like, I got to write this down. It came to me in 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 meditation. the 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 question that got me thinking is there was a Scientific American article just this last week, and it was. Can a, quantum physics is really having trouble with this. I get to start quantum physics in, in here. Um, this notion of can a single coin be tossed and can it come up heads for you and tails for me? And they conclude, well, gee, it can. But then if that happens on, on that theory, um, you're not really here in my world and I'm not really, I'm not really in yours. There's just a version of you here and, and I'm a, there's a version of me in yours. And if that happens with every coin toss moment in our lives, which is millions in the course of the day, that mm -hmm. starts to spin off into crazyville. And I come back to the question I always ask is why? Why would the universe create that infinite boondoggle, which by the way, if everything that could happen happens, uh, and if, if every choice is played out, how is free will? It goes from being the prime directive and the, and, the, and, the, and the cornerstone of this game to pretty much irrelevant because everything plays out in every possible direction. So I, I would disagree with you on the free will because the free will is what is it is designing where everything goes. But it is it's not all that every single thing that could ever happen at every single moment is happening. But the choice like today, right now, I'm going to choose left instead of right well then the right goes off and the left goes off and then in those there's like and there's different branches that keep going off and off eventually everything happens but it is not all happening at the same time at least i i can't conceive of that Here, here's my theory right for, for what it's worth how i fit it together i can't abide the notion that i'm the only one here and that all i have in this world is versions of other people as as my consciousness is is, is tracking through the program and I, I want my significant other to actually be there with me, if you know what I mean, having sharing this experience. And I conclude that we are sharing it. What's really venturing, spinning off into the multiverse and the many worlds is that's what's happening at the quantum level. But once it drops into the physical level, there's there's the, then my consciousness tracks the one path through the game and we're all tracking the same path and the, the universe is which is a term i use to describe the genius of it all weaves it all together and kind of puts the soup together and and matches your quantum signal about this and my quantum signal about that but are we each alone no i think we're we're we are in this together and i like the feel of that and and it, and it rings too the other the, the it's the problem with quantum physics is it's trying to explain quantum physics in terms of the physical you got to go to metaphysics, which literally means beyond physics, to make any sense about quantum physics. An example of a misdirection on that is, okay, there's got to be other dimensions, but we can't see them, so they must be really, really small. Sorry, Ant-Man, but swing in the midst, okay? So, so that's, and, but Ant-Man didn't make that up. I mean, that was a serious scientist said, well, they must be really, really small. No. Again, it's happening at the quantum level. Or there's all these different versions of us again. Think of the inefficiency of that. Why? It doesn't make it. It doesn't kind of make any sense. So all these, all these alternative futures, they play out, but they play out at the quantum level. But we're doing it together, not in lockstep, but we're, you know, we're doing this as a collective. And I would draw. I would make one exception. Again, this is just conjecture, and that's. It appears in a past life review. Sometimes you get on get to go down the road, and not take it and experience the the, right. the parallel. I think on that one, you probably are dealing with facsimiles of, of other consciousnesses because you're, you've already, you're already on, in that exit lobby, but you get to see what would have happened if I would have zigged instead of zagged. And it'll play the whole out for you. But, right. but I mean, Tom Campbell just spoke very eloquently about, you know, the inefficiency of playing uh, out every possibility it's it's well it's infant and why and you, again you got to ask always ask the question why so where where what quantum physics has got to do to take the next step because remember it's been stuck for mostly stuck for 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 a century in shut up and calculate because it works 
what it's got to do is, is, is go, oh, we got to reach up above the physical and, and even come back to the simple phrase, as above, so below. The quantum world is the above, the physical world is the below. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Now, using the analogy of, because you were saying, oh, like if there's other realities, then it has to be small, like what they say, do an Ant-Man. But if you look at another show called Stranger Things, they literally call it the upside down. And everything that lives here lives there, but kind of in a bizarro way. And it's right next, it's right, we're here. Like they literally, the characters are on both sides trying to talk to each other. And you're like, hey, and like the music or something like that. It's literally not as far as we believe. It's just the shifting of consciousness that might get us to those other places. I don't know that show. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to look it up. You have to watch Stranger Things, one of the best shows on Netflix. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I absolutely will. Thanks, so thank you. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's multiple versions of my consciousness playing Earth game uh, in, in, as as Christian Thagard. No, no. In the in, in in that analogy, there isn't multiple versions of you. There's just multiple realities of of this game. So there's different versions of this game that are different in, in a different way. But it's not that the, real, the 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 actual avatar it can go on both. That could be the crossover would be the challenge. Um, obviously <laughs> yeah you can't just take a, a bus there or uber to the other there, side i mean how how would i know if there were other versions in the crossover besides i got enough to think about here you know there, there's uh right it's a i come back to theme park earth this is pretty entertaining and the rabbit holes you get to explore and that you explore on your show there's there's no shortage of intellectual fun yeah and also i mean the the programming our, our hardware is limited. Like our brains and what we can process in this, uh, in this body is a limitation. We can't go beyond. It's very difficult to, if you stay here in this body, it's hard to process things like the ideas of what we're talking about even sometimes because it's beyond our comprehension almost. The, the well, infinite. Yes, yes and no. The chapter in my book was five illusions your brain can't get past. Okay. okay. So your brain can't get past. Period. It's it's that's by design. Just like your your ego self, it's sort of there's stuff. It it can't get out of the linear. Okay. So, but that's not all of who you are. You just got to access those other aspects of who you are. Now, now you go. What? Now you go wherever you want. Your physical body will stay behind, but you, well, maybe someday we'll learn to do that too. Well, let me ask you this: Is it possible that the player? Our soul, let's say, is the player behind, yep. behind us, the higher self. Can it play more than one game at the same time? They can. Well, I mean, you've had probably thousands of lifetimes, Alex. Uh, probably. But at the same brand, but at the uh, same you could. Time. It might be a little confusing if you met yourself because you probably recognize yourself. You know, the 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 the, the soul would would. Uh, you know, you look in the angle, son of a bitch. Is that me? You know, <laughs> that would be a little weird. I don't know. I haven't met myself, put it that way. Well, because I've heard from spiritual masters I've spoken to that, and also channels and also near-death experiencers, that there is no time on the other side. And everything is just happening at the same time. So yeah. this idea of a timeline, like, okay, I was Genghis Khan, and then I was a, a, you know someone in the Inquisition, and I was someone in the Great Plague or whatever, that that's a timeline scenario. Like, I lived, I died, I born, lived. Died. But they're saying it's all happening at the same time and that what we do in this current lifetime is affecting the other ones. Yeah. Like if there's if there's something challenged that we like we've been taken advantage of for five lifetimes and we haven't been able to stand up for ourselves. And in this lifetime we finally stand up for ourselves. It ripples to the other lifetimes not before I've, at the same time it's weird i've heard that i've heard that enough times that it make that, that it ring and it rings true and i can kind of get it in meditation can my mm -hmm. can my physical brain grok it no and that's okay mm -hmm. well then let me let me ask you this are there any philosophical or religious beliefs 
in your in your studies that aligned with the simulation theory? Uh, all of them. <laughs> Please, I'd love for you to tell the audience. Well, the perennial philosophy that that all, all is one. I mean, I, I, I wrote an article called The ABCs of Metaphysics. I was trying to see if I could explain metaphysics in about three pages. And uh, who are you? You're an itty bitty piece of God having an adventure. Now, that we're all part of the one, that's pretty much every spiritual path at the top of that, of the, as it gets towards the top of the mountain, arrives at that same conclusion. Oh, my goodness. We're all we're all part of the one. Not just inside God. We're we're we're. That's who we are. We're, we're this itty bitty piece pretending to be. And I love that. And as a hologram, we're we're the whole thing. And as a fractal, we're out there on the in the wild west, out, out exploring. So no, I don't find anything that that. In, in fact, this is the beautiful part. You know, when you're in Hindu and Buddhist and and even in the teachings of Jesus, holy cow, it all fits. It all starts to come together. And that's different lexicons, different perspectives on the channel stuff. Again, it all fits. You, you get you, you get rather adept at translating. Okay, they're using this expression. These others are using this expression. These are coming at it this way. They're all describing the same thing, and it's beautiful. Oh, I've and I have a very unique perspective because I talk to so many people and from different walks of life, from quantum physicists to spiritual masters to near deathers and so on, that I keep seeing these patterns. I'm starting yeah. to see the patterns. I'm like, oh. They're just, it's a different flavor of the same thing, or it's a different flavor that the truth is the truth is the truth, regardless of where it's coming from, from a channeler, from a near-death experience, or a quantum physicist talking about yeah. spirituality. And when you talk about simulation, I mean, I'm not talking about some idiot teenage alien and advanced civilization <laughs> playing the game. I'm talking about this is, this is God's creation. And by simulation, don't mean it's not real. It means there's something more real. Mm -hmm. Which is every single philosophy or religion has said yeah, that yeah. in one way, shape, or form. They all get to the same Maya illusion, whatever. I mean, it's the it's it's really as it starts to piece together, and you realize, holy cow, we're all climbing the same mountain. It's really comforting, and 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 that's one of those um, uh, Neo-like moments where he goes, "I know kung fu," and you see it all. You see the fit, and you just sort of go, "Ah, oh, yeah, that feels good. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold up." Yeah, and, and this is the whole point. This stuff, though, all these, every message I've ever written on on this stuff on my website or in my book, is pretty upbeat. Like it, it. This is feel good stuff. This is, and not not just sort of superficial saccharine type stuff, but sort of whoa. I like this notion that I'm a itty bitty piece of God having an adventure here. I mean, I kind of like that. That one works, and it's play. It's play. And it's learning, it's science experiment, it's it's exploring. It's growth. It's growth. But we forget, you know, we, we, we get so obsessed with things, with fixing ourselves or fixing others or what's wrong, focusing on what's wrong. We forget to play here. I mean, Theme Park Earth, come on, let's it's, enjoy this. Um, that, that was, again, uh, Cleo uh, channeled on, on your show was, uh, there's billions of souls wanting to come here, you know, celebrate. You won the lottery celebrate being here i don't think we celebrate life enough i i i try to mm -hmm. uh christian i can keep talking to you for hours my friend uh, i really appreciate you being on the show i'm going to ask you those few questions i ask all my yep. guests um what is your definition of living a fulfilled life um pursue it lets you out just find your your lane will be where the joy is just go at it as bashar says without the slightest thought of where it will lead you can't be wrong. If you had the opportunity to go into that time machine and go back and talk to your younger self, what advice would you give you? So uh, that's that's an easy one. It's uh, just assume everything will work out. Sometimes I give myself the same advice. Just assume <laughs> it will all work out because it's such good advice. Um, how do you define God? Everything, all it is, you, me, my dog. And what is the ultimate purpose of life? It's play. It's explore, science experiment, theme park, joyride, and find the journey home. And find the delight in the journey home. And where can people find out more about you and get your amazing book, Earth Game? 
christianthagard.com uh, that's t-h-a-g-a-r-d and my book's available on amazon but i, I posted um since i wrote the book the book is sort of a um meta applied metaphysics 101 and i've posted 32 articles now since since i published the book that are all sort of whatever rabbit hole call to me on any particular day so the one click access go read them and reach out to me if you find anything interesting people uh i'm always happy talking about metaphysics which is another reason i love your show and i'm not just sucking up alex i love your show We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Appreciate that very much, my friend. And do you have any parting messages for the audience? Just enjoy this being all of it. Christian, I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you again for being on the show and for uh, getting the word out and trying to awaken the world, my friend. Thank you again. Thank you, Alex. I want to thank Christian so much for coming on the show and sharing all of his knowledge with us. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 295. And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.